Hello and welcome to Nested Photos. My name is Rosemary Orchard and I am joined today by Scotty Jackson. Hello, Scotty. Hi, Rose. How are you? I am a little bit all over the place at the moment, as many of us are. So how are you doing? Not physically <laughs> all over the place, unfortunately. Uh, no, I, no, I don't think I've been misplacing body parts, but you never know. Psychologically uh, distributed. Psychologically distributed. Is that a thing? I am not a neuroscientologist. Well, let's let's assume that at the very least for the purposes of this podcast, that is a thing because I, I feel like I've been all over the place recently. You know, like, of course, most of us are dealing with unusual situations at the minimum. Like over here, there's queuing to get inside of supermarkets or grocery stores. So like you have mm-hmm. to wait outside before you're allowed in. And then the place is empty because they don't want people infecting everybody else. Um, and Physical you know, distancing, that, everybody. Yeah, yeah, which is good because, you know, we don't want to get sick. So I'm, I'm full, fully in favor of this. But of course, in my case and in your case, it means that we're both working from home, but everybody else is home as well. And it gets very difficult to set boundaries or to recalibrate your boundaries because mine kind of went all over the place, especially the first week. I was working 12, 15-hour days in some cases just because stuff needed doing. Um, mm-hmm. And I was the person who needed to do it, so I did it. And then after week one, I was like, if I keep doing 12 to 15-hour days, I, I will not be working anymore because I will be somewhere <laughs> in a corner crying and eating pints yes. of ice cream. Um, so I was like, okay, time to recalibrate my boundaries. And I've been trying to figure out what those look like again. Um, and I think that this is a good time to visit this topic because a lot of us have had everything, you know, thrown out the window that we're used to here. I agree. I think when you think about like where boundaries come from, it's interesting. And I don't think that Mm -hmm. I was doing this deliberately necessarily or even knew, but I was really using, um, locations and other people as cues for boundaries. Right. So like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, it, it sounds silly to have to say it out loud, but it's true. When you go to work, you do work things. When you stay at home, you do home things. When you're with these people, you do these kinds of activities. And when you're with those people, you do those kinds of activities. Seems perfectly reasonable. Now we're in this space where I'm always around these people and I'm always in this place. And yet I have to do those kinds of work and that kind of focus and it's it's really tough to you know be able to make shifts between those two parts so i i like this this topic and this idea of like what so how do you build boundaries around that so you know for you like where did you start well i started with thinking about what life was like before like going back and revisiting what what it was and where i was doing things so in my case i was getting up every day going to work sitting at my desk at work doing worky things, jobby job stuff. And then I was coming home, sitting at the desk in the bedroom, doing podcasting stuff, and then going and sitting at my desky desk uh, where I was doing the other stuff. Um, And then, of course, going and sitting on the sofa for like the crucial part of the day, which was relaxing, watching Netflix, the new Picard series that was on Amazon Prime or CBS. You know, unfortunately, that's over. There's no more episodes until hopefully next year. Um, But, you know... Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not a spoiler. People already knew that there were only a limited number of episodes in a series. That's usually how things work. Yeah. Um, but um, I just you haven't know, seen and, it yet. Well, so. it's very good. So I can recommend it. 
But, um, you know, and now, I mean, in my case, I've changed a few things, perhaps more than other people. Uh, I am in a different country to where I previously was, which means I'm in a different apartment to where I was usually. So I don't have my two desks set up, one in the bedroom, one in the, the main room. Um, I, I don't have my usual devices available. Um, and I am actually podcasting right now from inside a wardrobe. I kind of feel like Harry Potter because I, mm. it's not the cupboard under the stairs, but it is a wardrobe with, Blankets hung up for noise insulation and uh, a desk inside because there is a limited amount of space here. But that means that everything is happening in a very, very small space. Um, so fortunately, mm-hmm. there's still a living room with sofas where I can go sit and watch stuff. But I'm staying with my parents, which means that I then I don't have to watch their stuff. Of course, I could say, hey, could we watch something else? But I don't want to completely ruin their routines as well. So I'm also watching TV in bed because there's a TV in my bedroom and it's like, okay, so I really need to figure out where these boundaries are. So what was it like before and what is it like now and how can I recreate that? And that's, that's where I started with. And, you know, like, what do I need to recreate versus what do I want to recreate? Right. And that's, I mean, that's, that's really clever because you're thinking about uh, whatever comforts you do have access to as, as, you know, as, as things and accessories and as tools how do you arrange them in a way um, that is suitable and also creates some form of distinction between uh, where you are in your mind now versus where you need to be in your mind an hour from now because you'll have different demands you know placed on you exactly um, so I think I, I think it's those preparing for the transitions that I'm trying to focus a lot on because yeah um, I'm I'm doing a lot of things. Uh, using an iPad, you know, like an iPad. And I, mm-hmm. I think um, I, I think that's really helpful because then I feel a little bit more empowered to do all the things that I need to do, regardless of, you know, where I am in the house. But um, I, I need to really think about and be deliberate about, okay, now I'm doing, I'm moving into work, I'm moving out of work, I'm moving, you know, into the kitchen, I'm moving out of the kitchen. Um I'm using the breathe app a lot to, to do that, but also just Mm -hmm. giving myself like a few moments where I close my eyes and I'm being deliberately thinking out loud to myself. Okay, Scotty, you are stopping work now and now you're moving upstairs. You're going to go into the kitchen and you may have the iPad open because now you're going to watch some Netflix while you cook, but, but you're moving out of work and into cooking, which means you need to stop, you know, expecting to hear from X people and start expecting to hear from Y people and just sort of talking mm-hmm. myself through that. I found that to be, uh, it, 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 it seems, I, I think it seemed to me like it would be a sort of a silly idea, uh, but putting it into actual practice has actually been really valuable. Yes. Um, I, I think that that is really important for, for me after I'd figured out, you know, like what do I have to recreate to, you know, get some of my sanity back versus what do I want to recreate? The other thing that I decided very quickly is I need to cut myself some slack. Like everybody is dealing with an unusual situation. Even if Mm. your company previously was fully remote or your job was fully remote, simply the fact that everything else is also changed. Um, So that means that the people that you work with are working in different situations means that stuff is going to happen and happen differently. And in my case, the university that I was working for had half a week to switch from being in person, you know, like lectures, exams, tests, uh, seminars, everything to it's all online. 
And naturally, this required some overtime. And I was one of those people who put in some overtime. I did not put in anywhere near as much as some other people. Um, but, you know, this, this has meant that, you know, at, at the moment, everything seems to be working. Touch wood, you know, I'm going to grab every single tree within, you know, a 30 minute <laughs> radius of here now. Um, but this means that, you know, every so often, like stuff has cropped up at 10 p.m. or something. And so one of the things that I have decided to do, um, even though technically it would cross a boundary, is I put my work chat on my private laptop. I just opened it in the browser and I've installed the apps on my devices, which means mm. that when something pops up, I can check to make sure, okay, do like, do I need to go cross my boundaries for this? Like, do I need to like go deal with this now? And I can, but that means that tomorrow me is then considerably less stressed, which right. is good because... Well, I could be super strict with my boundaries and say, no, work chat is not coming on my personal devices. For right now, the correct solution for me is to actually cross that boundary and put, you know, these things, my work email, I've turned notifications back on um, and things like that on my personal devices because there, there is stuff that needs dealing with. And that's a boundary that I am at the moment willing to cross. I will revisit this every day, probably for a while. And then weekly after that, just to make sure that everything's okay. But I decided that th there were some things that I did need to bend the rules on compared to how they previously been. It's a really interesting balance between like setting and defining boundaries and then also defining like when it's okay to bend on them. And I, I, th I think the way you put it there was was really good is, is like saying, okay, I'm going to take the time to set up some sort of operating principles and operating rules for myself, but I'm also going to give myself and those around me, um, permission and acceptance about, you know, breaking those boundaries when, when it feels appropriate to do that. And I think, I, I think particularly where it comes to commu you know, communication, you know, like you say in, in, in messaging, for example, being really deliberate about telling people, you know, like, okay, we have 24-7 access to one another because technology and tools and phones and the internet. Hooray. Um, except that you don't actually have 24-7 access to me because I can't, mm -hmm. I can't be available to everybody in my life all the time. No. So being clear about, you know, here are my office hours or here's my operating hours. If you email me, expect a response, you know, within like a day. Mm -hmm. If you really need me right away, then maybe you need to reach me on the Slack or the instant message or the SMS. And if you really need me super right away, then phone me. But, you know, save phone calls because, you know, for me personally, I telecommute. So um, phoning me is is usually a fool's errand because I'm almost always on the phone. But if if certain numbers crop up, then I know it's a pretty big deal. Um, yes. So, so signaling those things to other people. Um, but then again, as you say, like knowing when you're willing to, you know, bend those rules for yourself or for others is, is really good. And, and then I think the other thing that you said that was, was really stuck out for me is how different everything might be for those around you, even if it's not that different for you. And so one of the things that I took the time to do with my team is to say like, look, things are weird right now. So if I, if my tone on our work chat comes across as terse or abrupt, it's not because I'm mad at you. And it's not because, you know, I'm, I'm different. It's just because, you know, things are flying at high pace, high velocity, and I'm sorry. And I love you all as much as I always have. Um, but if I sound a little different, it's, it's because I am, and I'm, and I'm sorry, I don't mean it in a bad way. 
Yes. Um, and I think that's important as well. You know, like in some cases we need to actually help other people calibrate their boundaries. Like, you know, telling them like, mm. hey, you know, like it's 10 p.m. Like, go take a break. Um, you know, I, I've seen that crop up uh, across a variety of different message channels at work um, over the last couple of weeks, you know, where people have been saying, you know, like, hey, like, this is super important, but it can wait until tomorrow. Like, I appreciate that you're working on it right now, but go take a break, get some sleep, um, and, and we'll take a look at this then because it's not that urgent. Um, and I, I'm finding that I'm I'm very pleased to be working with the people that I'm working there because it is making everything, you know, much better, you know, understanding mm-hmm. that we're all in this together because everybody is, you know, regardless of what your boundaries are and whether or not you're listening to this in a year where, you know, everything is back to normal, um, then, mm. you know, it, you, you still have to acknowledge that everybody does things a little bit differently, which means everybody works their boundaries a bit differently too. That's a, that's a really good point. I would suspect, I mean, you and I are people who think about our workflows and our internal processes a lot. I would suspect that if you're listening to this show, that is something that interests you too. So I would kind of challenge all of us as people who think deeply about workflows and ways of working, you know, now more than ever is probably a good time to help other people who, to whom this may not even occur as a thing worth thinking about, mm-hmm. um, to, to help set boundaries, help help think about workflows and those sorts of things. I, I, I feel like, you know, I obsess about this stuff all the time. Uh, and but I but I am reminded constantly that, you know, a lot of people really don't. And that's that's fine. I mean, we all work. Some people are, are just able to do that um, either um, subconsciously or because they have ways of working. Um, but w- when something like this happens in swift change and boundaries need to be readjusted, um, I, I think that's something that we can probably, you know, help help people with as a as a collective. Yes. Um, and this has brought me back to, to looking at some things that, you know, I can do, which in my case, I'm fortunate I have uh, my work laptop and my personal laptop here. I don't have my work desktop and I don't have my personal desktop here, but I still have separate devices. Um, and this has me doing some things much easier because um, you know, somebody pops up and says, you know, hey, can can you look into this? And I'm there going, okay, this means that I do need to go and I need to go get my, my work laptop out and I need to unplug my personal laptop from the monitor setup and plug my work laptop into it. But I'm in the middle of editing a screencast or screencast online. Like, do I want to cross that boundary right now? Mm. Um, and that has been very useful for me. So even if, you know, for, for the people who, who don't have separate devices, you could use separate user profiles. Unfortunately, it's much more difficult to do this on an iPad, which you and I both like to use a lot of the time. Um, but uh, at least on the Mac, you can use separate user profiles and that's quite good because then at the very least you have to switch everything over and you can, I have a very basic hack. I use different backgrounds on different devices um, and it's a very, very small thing, but it works um, because I see a different background and I know that this is work versus this one is personal. So I've got the Mac OS Catalina background on my personal device right now um, and it's it's great. I can just see that edging out around the dock and that's helping me understand what context I'm in. Um, and similarly, you know, I try and don't, cr- I try not to cross the streams when it comes to systems. So naturally, I have Airtable backbones for many, many things, but this is a backbone and then things branch out from there. So, you know, nested folders is over here in notes, but Altimeters is in Google Docs. If they were both in notes, that would be okay, but I would have to have separate folders, not just, right. you know, like all the notes in together. I need some separation here. And in some ways, boundaries can be context like 
you know, where you were saying, you know, I'm going to leave the basement and go into the kitchen, you know, like those are two different areas, two different contexts. Well, sometimes it could be useful to just split those up on a software basis as well as a more hardware basis or physical location basis. I really like the idea of a visual cue like wallpaper or desktop as a way of signaling, hey, this is the kind of thinking that I need to do right now. Uh, I, I miss the fact that that was removed from iOS shortcuts. Apple, if you're listening, please put it back. Um, but even taking the time to ritualize the changing of the wallpapers, like the like the changing of the guards, or like mm-hmm. the, uh, the like the commute to work, it, it's the the changing of the wallpaper which signals I am moving, I am transitioning from this to that, and this is going to be my visual reminder that I have made that change. That's that's such a cool idea. Yes. Um, I actually saw somebody else, Jonathan Lequeur, uh, posted that he had an Amazon Fire tablet um, and um, he wasn't using it anymore. So he set something up so that he can use the, the magic words to talk to his iPhone um, and set up a sign to tell people not to disturb him. And I really like the idea of integrating, you know, some home kit and home automation stuff with this as well. So in the case, you know, for you and me with podcasting, it could be as simple as turning a specific light outside of the room that you're in onto red. So people know not to come in uh, or lighting up a sign that says podcasting um, but for for a more general use case you may want to have say a cool blue lighting when you're doing work things but a much more warm yellow lighting uh, when when you're not doing work things because cool blue lights tend to help you stay awake and concentrate but if you're not at work um, and you're trying to relax and you know calm down and, and de-stress, then a warm yellow light will that will actually help you go to sleep a little better. And as a bonus, if you're looking at getting into HomeKit stuff, the hue white lights are much cheaper than the hue color lights. Um, so you could just, you know, try and use that as well. Um, and I'm really missing my HomeKit lights right now because I think that would be a very cool thing to be experimenting with. I will tell you, my wife was not sold on the idea of hue lights, um, but I really wanted to try. I really wanted to do a, just a couple of things. And those couple of little things have have made such a nice difference. Like even just being able to come upstairs and go to bed, with the, the lights are on and ready for us. So we don't have to turn them on mm-hmm. or fumble around in the dark. Um, they are set to a particular level in the evening time. So that's a signal of this is, you know, this is getting ready for sleep time. This is not like coming into the room to read bedtime stories with the kids or to hang out with Baxter the dog or, or something else. This is this is actual sleep time. And the, these little visual cues add up and I think mean so much, particularly when you're recycling the same rooms mm-hmm. for various yeah. different purposes that they probably haven't served before. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and that's the thing, you know, you, you may have to, to actually, I've been physically moving things around um, so that I have, you know, a better space for me. So this is involved putting a desk together inside of a wardrobe, um, which is maybe perhaps not something that everybody else is able to do. Usually people who have wardrobes have full wardrobes. I was fortunate I had moved out of this house, so I've got very little here, which means that this wardrobe was, aside from some empty hangers, pretty much empty. Um, but, you know, actually physically moving stuff around and, and trying to change things up there, that that can work as well. Because, as you said, we're probably using our rooms for more than one thing throughout the day, whether that's a consistent thing or a temporary thing. Um, you know, it being, being able to, to change things around um, to, to help us switch contexts uh, and understand our boundaries and keep them in mind is great. Absolutely. And then, and then I think, too, um, setting those boundaries 
throughout the day with the other with the other players, uh, particularly those in the home, um, because yeah. you know, so I, I now find myself you know working from home, which is which again for me is not new, but it is new working from home with three other little people running around mm-hmm. here and also a dog. So I have to be really prescriptive about, okay, reminder, everyone, I am in work mode now, which means I am, I am less available to you, but here is when I can be available to you. We've, we've drawn out a schedule. So here, mm-hmm. here, here, like, like it's like office hours, right? If you, if you yeah. want time with, with daddy, you're going to have to knock on the door at 1230 PM. Um, yeah. But but being able to set those expectations, but also again, you know, like we said earlier around bending the rules, like, yeah, if there's, you know, blood loss or inability to breathe or broken bones, sure, you know, come tap on my Interrupt shoulder. anytime, um. please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, like if, if you think that somebody is in imminent danger of, you know, serious injury or death, please interrupt. But yeah, well, so I've... I've I, I I'm fortunate. I'm I'm with my parents, so I don't have small beings running around except the occasional neighbor's cat in the back garden. Um, but um, we've set up a group chat where uh, my mom and I are just posting whenever we have meetings. Um, so that means that you know the other people in the house are aware that this closed door is a closed door that really should not be opened um, until mm. we post that we finished with the meeting. At which point, then you know. It's fine. This also means that things like vacuuming the stairs and things like that won't be done while we're still in a meeting, which is good. Not because of, you know, the professional standard that we're supposed to adhere to. Of course, if we, you know, if we're trying to work from home, we want to be as professional as possible. But everybody is willing to cut everybody else some slack right now. So if somebody does dance in in the background, you know, like doing a fashion show because they're four and that's what they want to do, that that is okay. Uh, But of course, trying to help other people understand that they probably shouldn't be doing that right now um, is naturally something that is good because it allows you to concentrate and and understand your own boundaries better and keep them better in mind. So you don't have to switch from being Scotty, the, the, the job person, to Scotty, the dad, who has to tell the kids, hey, sorry, can you go back outside, please? I'm supposed to be working right now. Um, you know, sure. and doing that mental switch can get very tiring very quickly. And, and, it, um, and, it and so setting the boundaries helps us. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think too, though. I mean, not to um, exploit the situation a little bit, but I think something you just said is something that uh, is something I've been thinking about a lot, which is that things are weird, and so people are, I think, are ready to be more forgiving of different things. So, what better time to experiment with different kind of boundaries and ways of doing things? Because mm-hmm. there is like almost no better time to make a mistake. Um, because there are just, there's just, you, you, there's so much air cover for mistakes right now. Oh, things are weird. Everything's different. Sorry. Uh, I made a mistake. I, I, I mean, again, like your mileage may vary if you're in charge of a, you know, missile silo or, you know, a patient's life in your hands right now. Uh, Experimentation is probably, you know, less of a thing, but, you know, for general desk jockeying, um, I, I think, I think that has allowed me a little bit of freedom in how I define and set boundaries and a little bit more agency about that too, because, you know, because so many people are going through so much change right now, um, you know, there's, there's room uh, to succeed uh, and learn in, in different ways. And so allowing yourself the freedom to uh, challenge and change what boundaries you have for yourself um, almost no better time to experiment than now while almost everything is in flux anyway. 
Yes, exactly. Um, and you know, taking that opportunity, that that golden chance on a platter, is something that we should all be doing because you know there is no better time to experiment with these things. Obviously, don't do anything that may risk you, you know, losing your job or something like that. And you know, if you're dealing with super sensitive information, then you know, randomly leaving stuff lying around and having your toddler turn it into paper dolls is probably not a great idea. But you know, mm. understand you know what you can flex and and flex away because. Setting your boundaries is something that is not a one-time set in stone like Cadrian's Wall or the Great Wall of China. It is more like a tent where you can pick it up and move it and adjust it to to suit your needs at the current point in time. And something that, much like your life goals, should be evaluated on a regular basis. That is so good. That I mean, that is so poignant. Like I, I think it's it's also easier to make a decision when you remind yourself that like the way I'm going to set things up right now is not the way things need to forever be. It's the way I think I need them to be right now. And I know that things may change next week. Things may evolve next month. Uh, and things are certainly different today than they were a month ago. Uh, and that's why we continue to change uh, and adapt. And, and I think remembering that makes making decisions and setting boundaries so much easier too because you you you're, you don't have to set up you know rules that will govern the next you know decade of your life you're setting mm-hmm. up how you're going to get through your current context and that's great exactly yes i think that's a pretty good note to end the show on i think it is um i'm gonna go i'm gonna go and uh go set some boundaries well, I, th- I think I, I may need to reevaluate some of mine now. I mean, I've been doing this for about two <laughs> weeks with the current setup. And so that means it's working pretty well. But I think there there's some room for improvement. My stream deck arrives tomorrow. Um, and uh, so I had I had some things shipped over from Austria because I came over with a carry-on case and I'm kind of stuck here. But that's okay. You know, I still have a job and a roof over my head and I have my boundaries. So when I get my stream deck, then I can set some more. Use some context switching. Sounds great. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Rosemary Orchard, where might people find you on the internet? You can find me over at rosemaryorchard.com, which has links to Twitter, Instagram, uh, automators, including this podcast. Scotty, where can people find you? People can find me at heyscottyj.com or by the same name at heyscottyj on the Twitter and Instagram. And you can find the podcast at nestedfolderspodcast.com, where you've got links to add it to all of your favorite podcast players. And of course, you can also send us feedback. Or if you wanted to send us feedback on Twitter, you can do that at nestedfolders. And we always love hearing from you. And we are very pleased to have had some great feedback on our last couple of episodes. So keep it up, people. If you like it, send us a tweet or or an email. Yes, please. Uh, Until then, we'll uh, talk to you next time, Rose. Yeah. Talk to you next time, Scotty. Bye.